0: Welcome into Football Futures. I'm Josh Ward, excited to be with you for the next half hour. Enjoyed uh, being on Tennessee Sports Night with Jimmy Himes over the last half hour. Coming up for the next 30 minutes, it's Tennessee football recruiting talk. As Wednesday is signing day, and there is not the same kind of build up to signing day as there has been in the past because of the early signing period. A lot of recruiting is taken care of then. A lot of the players who would be getting ready to sign in a couple of days have already taken care of that. It does allow coaches to go ahead and focus on a smaller amount of players for this particular year's class and look ahead to the upcoming year, really, the next few years. Tennessee has recruiting underway for the 2020 class. last couple of weekends have been important in that regard, and they're recruiting for 2021, 2022 as well. So... Uh, Current juniors, sophomores, and freshmen are all a part of the recruiting process already. But uh, on tonight's show, we'll look at some of the names to pay attention to heading into Wednesday. Really, over the last few days, maybe the last couple of weeks, momentum has slowed down for Tennessee on the recruiting trail. One player who is expected to sign with Tennessee absolutely is uh, offensive lineman Darnell Wright. And he is a big get for Tennessee If he does indeed sign with the Vols, and again, that is absolutely the expectation. Wright has not announced anything, but for several weeks, maybe a few months now, he has appeared a strong lean to maybe even a lock to Tennessee. He's a five-star offensive lineman out of Huntington, West Virginia, and Wright would be the fifth offensive lineman in this class, a class that already features Wanya Morris, who is on campus. Chris Ockbarogane is on campus as well, plus Jackson Lampley and Melvin McBride. They signed back in December. That's a a good group. Adding Dodell Wright to it makes it one of the best offensive line classes in the country. So that will be really good news. And from just a conversational standpoint, the fact that he has appeared to be in the fold for a while now kind of... I don't know, it doesn't end the excitement. It would be very exciting for Tennessee, but there's not a a really big buildup. There's not the drama that can come with a signing day announcement. If there were, then getting him Wednesday might change the way the the conversation is viewed. What is really affecting, though, I think right now when I bring up the momentum is Tennessee's recruitment at linebacker. Tennessee has made an aggressive push the last few weeks for linebackers Henry To'o To'o from California and Christopher Russell from Dyersburg, Tennessee. Right now, there is more talk around Alabama and Washington with To'o To'o. And Christopher Russell ended up not visiting Tennessee this past weekend. This past weekend was supposed to be his official visit, and he decided not to take it, which essentially eliminates Tennessee. It's not realistic that he's going to sign with the Vols after deciding not to even visit UT this past weekend. That's really disappointing. That, that Russell's a guy that Tennessee decided here in the last couple of months that it really needed to make a priority, and instead it's going to come down to Texas A&M and Arkansas with, with A&M expected to be the landing spot there. And with toe toe let's see how things finish up. A couple of weeks ago after his visit to Tennessee, there was a ton of momentum with the Vols. That has slowed the last couple of weeks. So Jesse Simonson of AllQuest is going to join the show coming up in just a moment. We'll talk more about these players and some other options. Wide receiver George Pickens visited Tennessee this past weekend. He is a five-star receiver who has been committed to Auburn for some time now. He was an Under Armour All-American. He has also checked out Georgia and Miami and LSU, but has remained committed to Auburn. And then after the visit to Tennessee this past weekend, He took a quick unofficial trip to Auburn, an unofficial visit, meaning he paid his own way. That wouldn't appear to be a great sign that after he visits your school, that he goes and checks somebody else out before signing day. Typically, the idea that you get that last weekend for the visit, that's supposed to be an advantage. But in this case, the last visit went to another school. Auburn. So we'll, we'll see what happens there, and there are some other options we're going to talk about. So I want to welcome to the show, here on Football Futures, Jesse Simonton of VolQuest.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Uh, Jesse, thanks for the time, as always. How would you describe the last few days, maybe the last week for Tennessee, with how things have gone on the football recruiting trail?
1: Yeah, Josh, you've had me on the show about every Monday uh, for the last couple months, and I, and I think you know, with, with as much information and, and stuff kind of flowed during December with the early signing period, I think everybody, including Tennessee, this is, it's Wednesday is going to be fairly anticlimactic. The balls are kind of getting ready to put a, a bow uh, on a signing class that is, is solid, but not spectacular, but it certainly addressed needs, especially along the offensive line. Tennessee remains in great standing with five-star, top 25 player in the nation, Darnell Wright. He took an official visit here this past weekend with his mom. Um, the Vols really, it's kind of remarkable. I mean, the Vols have almost been unchallenged uh, for one of the best players in the country, as as Wright's just kind of a different kid. And, and you know, he, he rebuffed the advances of Alabama. He decided not to take an official visit to Georgia. He wasn't even interested in Clemson. Um, he did kind of give a, a courtesy visit to neil brown and the new staff at west virginia and i, I think that's been good pr for for brown staff and in the in the, in, in the state there is he's going to try to actually recruit that state unlike um the, the, the previous holgerson and the previous staff so but tennessee is is in a great spot for Darnell Wright, and then it's kind of what happens after that josh and, and right now that's kind of where we're at you know 36 hours or so before signing day
0: Right, and uh, two of the main targets have been at linebacker with Henry Toto and uh, Chris Russell. Toto from out in uh, California, and then Russell's an in-state player. And Russell ended up not visiting Tennessee this past weekend, so I guess that essentially rules him out, right? And then where are things with Toto? As uh, the Vols have made a good push here the last month, but so is Alabama, so is Washington.
1: Yeah, you know, the Russell thing was a was a was a bitter pill for Tennessee this Thursday, Friday. Um, Tennessee had already used their in home visit right before uh the early signing period in December. They were trying to con- to convince Russell to sign early actually, uh last two months, two months ago. And so that when that didn't happen, um it was like, all right, this is gonna be a real battle. We know Texas AM, we know Arkansas, Auburn was kind of in the mix there for a bit. And and then but Russell was supposed to take an official visit here this weekend and, and in the end his connection with Jimbo Fisher I think he was really blown away on his official visit to College Station. Um, so Tennessee couldn't get the in-state Dyersbury linebacker on campus, and that, I think that really ups the ante and the pressure um, on landing toe to, 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 to and, and right now that seems like it's going to be an uphill battle as well. This, his signing day was two or three weeks ago. Tennessee would have felt much better about his chances coming off the official visit here when he brought his entire family. Um, since then, he has visited Alabama, and they – kind of usurp some of the momentum back. But, but you know, Tennessee has thought has for, for about a month now that Washington actually, um, not the Tide, was its biggest competition. And Alabama had similarly felt the same way about Washington and not Tennessee. And so, you know, reading the tea leaves there, I think there's a strong chance that Deletho ends up staying out west and, and kind of, um, you know, playing a little bit closer to home. He has some other connections on the on the Huskies team. And so, you know, right now, Tennessee seems to be running third. They're obviously not going to give up, uh, you know, until until the the, the the haze in the barn. So we'll, we'll we'll see on Wednesday, but it certainly appears like Tennessee's going to miss out on both its linebacker targets to close out the 2019 class. How does that then reshuffle the, the board for maybe a spot or two elsewhere? Or does Tennessee save a spot and maybe, you know, explore the grad transfer market um, come post-spring
0: practice? Jesse Simonton of com. Yeah, so that does lead me to my next question of what are the other options for Tennessee? Let's say the Vols are signing Darnell Wright, the offensive lineman you talked about. What else can Tennessee do with its remaining scholarships that are available to close out the 19 class? Uh, also, we should mention George Pickens was on campus this past weekend, but then after the trip to Tennessee, he has the Snapchat photos show up from, from Auburn. So Tennessee would love to pull off an upset, but that's what it would be. So what what are the options to kind of close out 2019 as, as you can best tell right now
1: yeah there's a, there's a couple different avenues that Tennessee can kind of explore Josh and and one I think it depends on what what sort of feedback do they get from Pickens in the next 24 hours talking to folks on campus they believe that the visit here went as well as it could um, T Martin has kind of spearheaded that recruitment ever since uh, getting a board on uh, Tennessee staff he went in home with the family last week and obviously Pickens came with his mom uh, and dad to campus this weekend. The, 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 the issue there, Josh, is that I'm just not sure there's a consensus number two team. Georgia and Miami both felt fairly good about their official visits with Georgia as well. Pickens is not doing any talking, so a lot of this is obviously coming from, you know, teams, team camps, and, and so that's where you, you kind of have to sift through some of the information. If I was guessing, and I think most people, you know, are reading the tea leaves, it certainly appears like Pickens is going to stick with Auburn, can confirm that was you know he was he did go and, and visit the plane unofficially right after his Tennessee visit right before the dead period. So with that being an uphill battle and, and looking like a long shot, Tennessee has a couple decisions to make. Do they just put on any other prospect and and decide to basically hold a couple spots where they can then forward count a guy like Aubrey Solomon, the former five-star Michigan defensive line transfer, who they're hoping to get eligible for the 2019 season anyway or do they save a spot for a grad transfer? Like I said, whether that's linebacker or quarterback, they also have, you know, one guy we haven't mentioned yet, Anthony Harris. There seems to be some confidence that if he can qualify that Tennessee uh, will absolutely take him as a blue shirt, which they would then have to count for 2020. So that could give them though a potential, another 2019 spot. Should they not decide to sign anybody else on Wednesday, they could end up actually counting Anthony Harris with his original class. So A lot of different kind of, you know, spots are tight, Josh, but there's a lot of different balls up in the air. There's a couple other prospects, like Kenny Solomon. He's a guy that's looking at Louisville, Rutgers, Colorado, out of Myrtle Beach, a cornerback, kind of an under-the-radar recruit that we've kind of seen the staff uh, land on both last year and, and now this year. They did the same thing with Gerard Means, the wide receiver that signed with him in December. We'll see. He's a guy that maybe kind of is waiting for a green light, depending on how some of this number stuff kind of works
0: itself out. And something we hit on last week, and we'll close with this, is it, it really does appear a lot of the attention and focus, and part of it's just due to numbers there, I would say, is that it's turned to 2020. Tennessee, I'm sure the coaching staff knows and believes that it, it needs to have a big-time class next year, wouldn't you say?
1: It is, and you're, you're seeing these rolling junior days happen. Every every really school uh in the southeast is doing this instead of like one big junior day. Some are actually still taking that philosophy, but Tennessee is kind of going the same way as, as Alabama and Georgia and really kind of having an open door policy where every week you get a handful of juniors on campus. Tennessee hosted Mitchell Mays who was um one of the one of their offensive line targets in twenty twenty. They obviously really like the in state O line class with Cooper Mays, Amari Thomas uh, and Chris Morris, but they, you know, they're exploring some of the out-of-state guys. And just in the last couple weeks, they've hosted Mitchell Mayes from Charlotte, Paris uh, Richmond, a five-star. Paris Johnson, excuse me, a five-star from up in Cleveland, Ohio. Tate Ratledge, a blue chipper from Georgia. So they're, they're a lot of focus is on 2020, and you're starting to see some some really added focus too, Josh, just on the in-state class. Unlike this past cycle in 19, Tennessee is really trying to keep. Um, a lot of the best players in the state at home this next year in 2020, and a, and a, and a big group of that it comes from inhales from the Memphis area. So going to be plenty to follow here even after Wednesday um, when National Signing Day wraps itself up.
0: They are keeping you updated down the stretch and beyond, as Jesse just mentioned there. VolQuest.com is the website. Follow him on Twitter, at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Jesse, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much, and we'll talk again soon. Appreciate it, Josh. This is Football Futures. You're listening to the Sports Animal. And uh, there are still some moving parts, as Jesse was talking about. But um, right now, the big prospect that Tennessee is expected to land, Darnell Wright. And again, that is a big get. We'll see if Tennessee is able to pull off an upset here in the next couple of days with a few of those other players. And right now, with uh, today and tomorrow, and then Wednesday is when everything happens with signing day. Schools are in the dead period right now. There is communication, so coaches are still recruiting. There's just no face-to-face contact. That uh, ended after the weekend. So communication occurs. Recruiting still occurs. There is still time for Tennessee to make its pitch and to try to get Toto or George Pickens to sign with Tennessee or to manage what it wants to do to close out this 2019 class Communication still occurs. Just want to kind of clear that up as you'll probably hear about the dead period going on right now. Face-to-face communication, that is over with. We'll come back for our final segment here of Football Futures Uh, coming up. Jeremy Pruitt talking about how the early signing period has affected what happens and how the schedule changes for coaches and the way they evaluate, get kids on campus, and then recruit. And where Tennessee stands in the rankings heading into signing day on Wednesday I'll get to that next on football futures ahead of vol calls taking over at eight o'clock right here on sports radio WNML Final segment here of Football Futures. We're going to have coverage all day long for you on Wednesday with what's going on with Tennessee, with players who are making decisions, whether they're signing with Tennessee or not. Uh, Darnell Wright, I think, is scheduled to go mid-afternoon on Wednesday, but we will have coverage all day long. Remember, we are live local, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. here on the Sports Animal. So the first quarter, will kick things off on uh, Wednesday, We're going to have uh, a lot to talk about with really how this 2019 class closes out. Because with players signing on Wednesday or if they sign back in December, it's still all in the same class. Remember that. If Quavaris Crouch were signing this week or Eric Gray were undecided heading into Wednesday and he announced in two days that he's going to Tennessee, well, it, uh, it it creates more buzz this week. Right? But signing them in December and getting them on campus is actually... Better So keep that in mind, when you look at the recruiting rankings for the 2019 class, Tennessee has a solid class. Tennessee has a a good group of players. It'll be better with Darnell Wright added to it, again, assuming that Tennessee is his choice. The SEC, across the board, has a lot of talent coming in. The number one class in the country, and it's held this way for a while, is Alabama. Georgia has the second-ranked class in the country. Texas A&M is fourth in the nation. LSU is 6. This is according to the 247 Sports Composite Rankings. So three of the top four for the top six are from the SEC. Three of those teams are in the SEC West. Florida has the fifth best class in the SEC. That ranks 11th nationally. Auburn is one spot behind Florida. 12th in the nation, 6th in the SEC. Tennessee is currently ranked 15th. That's 7th best nationally. In the SEC. So a top 15 class in the country that is just inside the top half of the SEC. Then you have South Carolina's ranked 21st in the nation. Arkansas is 22nd. Mississippi State is 23rd. Ole Miss is 25th. Kentucky is 34th. Missouri is 35th. 13 of the top 36 as well. Missouri has the NCAA situation going on right now. We'll see if that affects anything with how this class closes out. I wouldn't think there's a a, a big impact there, but um, the SEC across the board is just doing really well in recruiting, and at the very top, that's as good as it gets around the nation. So uh, Tennessee will close things out in a few days. They have a number of options to consider. Of course, Tennessee is going to try to sign the guys who are highest on the board. You have Ladarius Cox, who has been committed to Tennessee for several months now. Along the defensive line, he is not expected to sign with Tennessee on Wednesday. And then there is the question about Anthony Harris. How does he factor in as a Tennessee commitment? Will he be signing on Wednesday? There are a few players where the there is still a question, will he sign or not on Wednesday? Because this just starts a signing period. Wednesday is the start of uh, a period in which players can sign, although almost everybody goes ahead and takes care of business coming up on Wednesday. But with a lot of the conversation this week being around the early signing period, this is something that Jeremy Pruitt discussed back in December when Tennessee signed 19 players, how the early signing period affects recruiting, affects the schedule and the calendar and everything that the coaches are doing in putting this thing together. Well, I think based off the calendar, it has sped everything up. Obviously, we had official visits, some in the spring and summer. um, So the calendar has moved up. You know, I, I would think for us in this signing class, you know, um that we did, we didn't have a staff here until December the eighth or ninth, so um, we should be ahead in this recruiting cycle. Uh but you know, you gotta recruit every day of the year. Um and everybody in your program's gotta recruit. So that's something that you gotta balance uh, along with coaching and um we're we're doing that. Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt. There's no doubt it's an everyday thing with recruiting. And that's why Jeremy Pruitt has put a staff together that is so well thought of on the recruiting trail. That is, uh, that is enhanced, I would say, by adding T. Martin to the staff. And the bigger impact from T. will most likely be in the 2020 class. Again, let's see what happens officially with George Pickens, the wide receiver from Hoover, Alabama. If he were to... Sign with Tennessee in a couple of days. If the Vols were to pull off the upset there, well, you can probably tell there's been a quick impact on Tennessee's recruiting from T. Martin. But Tennessee has already been recruiting for 2020. T. Martin already had established relationships from his time at USC with the class for next year, 2020. That's likely where you will see the impact. And it's also a time where Tennessee extends... Preferred walk-on invitations, like uh, Michael Bittner is a quarterback from Cincinnati, Ohio. That is a position to pay attention to. Tennessee has, according to Michael, extended a preferred walk-on opportunity to him. He's been accepted into Tennessee's business program, and schools like Louisville and Cincinnati have talked to him. Butler's a school that I I believe has offered a scholarship, and he said that he's waiting to see what kind of academic scholarship money might be available. So those are situations that are going on as well where they're trying to manage, okay, who do we invite to come to the school? But, of course, most of the attention will be around the big-name players. Darnell Wright, Henry Toto, and uh, Christopher Russell has been a guy that, for several weeks, I think a lot of the attention has been on him. After Tennessee missed on Owen Papo and Tresman Marshall in the early signing period, and then Tennessee and Juco linebacker Lakia Henry went their separate ways... It made Russell and Toto even more important with this class. So to see misses on both of those guys, I mean, there's no way around it. That's really disappointing for UT. If the Vols were, were to land Henry T., that would be a big get. That also means Alabama's not signing him. And part of it is, can you beat out your rivals for recruits? But no doubt, uh, Darnell Wright signing with Tennessee on Wednesday would be a big deal and would cap off one of the best offensive line classes then Tennessee will look and see what it did or did not get and look ahead to 2020. Coming up next, it's ball Calls.